you prepare a Halloween episode. And it ends up being an episode about something else entirely. This is The Wayward Podcast. This is Kim Rhodes. (laughs) One more time. I was like, where are we? (laughs) Where are we? What are we doing? Why am I holding my breath? This is Kim Rhodes. And this is Brianna Buckmaster. Hi. How you doing? I'm like, I feel like I have some of that like million things going on in my brain energy. You all will be (laughs) very happy. That sounds scary. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That leads us to what this episode is about. Kim and I thought that we should have an episode about things that scared us when we were young, because I feel like those things are so vastly different than what scares me now. For instance, I could see scary movies all damn day. It was my favorite thing to go to the movies and see a scary movie. As a kid or now? As a kid. Now, I feel like certain images will haunt me. Oh, yeah haunt me and so if I try to go to sleep whereas when I was a kid I'd be like I'd jump in my theater seat and that'd be kind of it and that'd be fun for me and now I don't jump as much but I I, I have nightmares about it I could never watch I'm, I didn't get to watch a lot of TV as a kid so things scare I remember there was a Brady Bunch episode where they were pretending the house was haunted mm-hmm. and my babysitter was watching it and I hid behind the chair I was so scared when you were a kid. When I was itty bitty. I have wow. always been scared of images. There was like there was that's when I realized stop motion was creepy and I still have a thing about things that move weirdly. Wow. There was a gargoyles movie and it was all clearly yes, yeah. anime and the stop motion, no thank you. It wasn't the gargoyles themselves, it was yeah. the fact that they moved weird. Sure. And I think that still that would be something that didn't scare me when I was a kid, but that would scare me now. Because like when you see scary movies now where things yeah. are like coming at people in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, the Jacob's ladder is twitchy thingy. <laughs> yeah. No gracias. No. Um but things that scare me now are scarier because I'm more wise as to what is actually a threat and my my imagination is better yes like because i'm smarter i made more information i stopped i stopped on a i stopped on a a donnie darko moment and devil bunny is full legit in the shadows still i just was flipping channels when i was pregnant and saw a moment of donnie darko and was like I've never seen Donnie Darko. Don't. I've heard it's amazing, though. That's why I stopped. I was like, ooh, Donnie Darko. I think I would like that. I don't like uh, this. I don't like it. I know. Isn't that bunny on the cover? Everybody talks about that movie, and I was like, I should see that movie. I didn't know it was really scary. I don't know if it oh, is. Oh, you don't know if it is. Okay. I seriously yeah, 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 don't yeah. know if it is or if I just stopped at the wrong moment. But then, of course, all of the shadows still, I'm like, yeah. there's a devil bunny that's going to, I don't I even know what remember. it's going to do. And now there's just so much other, there's so many other great movies. Like, why put yourself through that? Yeah. I mean, there are pretty good scary movies. Sometimes I see movies and I go, I wish I could see that. Because <laughs> it looks like a good movie. I like good scary movies. Now, you liked him as, let's go back to what we what we intended to talk about. Although, yeah. this is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Adult torment. Yeah. Um, as a kid, what yes. were your scary movies that you well, liked? 
the scary movies, God, what did I like? Like the old movies, the originals, like Halloween and Friday the 13th, those didn't yeah. scare me. Which makes me go, I wonder if like movies like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer, if the kids nowadays are like, what? Why do you think this is fucking scary? This is dumb. It's just like Jennifer Love Hewitt in a tank top screaming into the rain. Uh, but the idea of the, the you know, a, a, an attic full of mannequins with sheets on them and one of them's going to jump out at you. Do you know what I mean? And you all, a, a character walks into an attic that looks like that. You're like, it's coming. I think that's it. That's like, here, I'm going to jump. This is where I'm going to jump. It's gonna be <laughs> I jumped. It's I jumped. the anticipation of it. And that's why I thought it was so fun. So I don't know if those movies so much left me with like haunting images like for sure the exorcist i think destroyed everyone forever um and i still have troubles with that for sure my husband i think watched that too young and is terrified by it um yeah i can't think of things that actually scared me but and i'd mentioned this to you the other day the tv show unsolved mysteries Mm -hmm. do you remember that show Mm -hmm. robert stack was that his name i don't know shack stack if he, I heard his voice in the next room with that music, because those mysteries were anything from like a missing child to like monsters that eat children. Uh, it was chupacabra. anything. Were yeah. you trying to say chupacabra? Chupacabra. <laughs> uh, chupacabra. See, I can say that. I sound fancy when I say it. But if I just heard his voice, I would literally have to run away and put like ear like something about that TV show scared See? the shit out of me. Okay, how old were you when when you were watching? I that? must have been. Anywhere from like around nine till uh, now. Oh my God, we're twinsies. Okay, so my jam, because I didn't get to watch television, but when I was in third grade, I could start, I think I mentioned this to you briefly, I could start taking library books out of the library. Oh yeah. And my jam were the real ghost stories. Yes. The unsolved mysteries, real ghost stories. And I still remember one about a man waking up and seeing some dude dragging a coffin across his lawn. And when he went downstairs... Like, the dude stared at him, and then he disappeared. And then the next day, he went to get on an elevator, and the dude was running the elevator and, like, looked him right in the eye, and the guy was like, maybe I don't want to get on this elevator. And the elevator crashed, and everybody died. But they never found the body of the dude that stared at him. I was in third grade when I read this. And look, I have goosebumps right now. As I'm, That was the kind of thing that I read Yeah, you remembered a lot of details. I mean, that, that shit is I like... I read ghost so... stories... And then my mom finally had to write a letter to the librarian <laughs> to tell her that Kim I couldn't is check no them out anymore allowed. because I would upset myself. Yeah. I mean, but that makes sense. Power them. So, what do you think it is about the obsession with the unsolved mysteries that we have as children? I was fascinated by the fact like I had a I had a very active imagination and and I still do I just I just call it spirituality um mm-hmm. that they are not necessarily mutually exclusive like just because something's no. in my imagination doesn't mean it's not real no. you call it spirituality doesn't I call it, it yeah. crippling anxiety right <laughs> yeah it could be a lot of things but I was fascinated by the idea that there was more that there was more than I was being yes. told was real. That there was, and also there was more to me. Yeah. Like uncovering my yep. capacity to fear really 
was weirdly expansive to me. Yes. Like, I had some scary shit happen to me as a kid that wasn't scary. Like, I had a man try to kidnap me when I was walking home from school once. Mm. Um, And I remember the police talking to me and what did he look like. And the entire time, I wasn't particularly scared. Because I know you don't get in a car with a man who's telling you to get in the car with him, especially if his pants are down and he's rubbing his penis. Like, that's just that's just oh bad business God. when you're a kid. It, it just wasn't it wasn't in my awareness. But ghosts. And for some reason, even younger than that, I was obsessed with the idea of things catching on fire mm. and alligators getting in my room. <laughs> um, speaking of ghosts, let's talk about our good friend, Chad Lindbergh, <gasps> yeah. who is a real life ghost hunter. And I remember yeah. the first time I met Chad, um, Chad, when I met him, was introduced to me as, this is Chad. He plays Ash on the show, also is a real-life ghost hunter. And I remember being like, pardon? I'm sorry? My husband and I used to obsessively watch, um, oh, what's it called? It was like Ghost Hunters or something that's on yep. the show where they're like, by day, plumbers, and by night, yep. they're... Yep, we, we went through a phase in that until yes. it scared me. Oh, yeah. And now we Same. don't watch it anymore. We watched like a one... Most of the episodes are like, they're debunked for some other... And then there was this one episode where it's like, what the fuck is that? It was like a child in a... A little child that was so clearly in... Oh, see, now I'm getting oh, this oh, oh, ah! It was a little child that was so clear in a video, in a... um. That wasn't in the room. It was only in a uh, mirror. Oh! You could see the child. And we were just like, ugh. Another one on that show was like just, oh, more goosebumps. I'm um, so texting you at 3 o'clock in yeah. the morning when I can't sleep. Oh, my God. Was a, was a video that somebody had set up right beside. They were staying in this, like, haunted room in this hotel from this show, Ghost Hunters. They set up a video camera right beside their bed fell asleep and you could see in the like night camera footage a, a, a chair just slowly go across the room no <laughs> like, that shit is like oh i'm fully creeping no, myself out now i am just too. remembering that but that was like that jose <laughs> I and i stopped have tears watching. in my eyes i'm not crying but like everything just expanded like all of my hair yeah. rose and now i'm like <laughs> but as scary as that is like you said there's something about ghosts that i go i find relief in going ah it's not just me here like there's something about it in terms of spirituality or the unknown that I love and crave because sometimes I'm just like oh fuck this can't be it this can't be it it can't be just blood and guts and bones and muscle and that's it well I am very confident but I don't know how to share that confidence right there's something beyond just a physical earthly existence and 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 also I have no problems with the fact that uh, if I believe something because it gives me comfort to believe it, yeah. there's nothing wrong with believing it. For sure. Prove it. I yeah. Don't, I don't feel the need to prove it because it was my experience. I yeah. can't bestow unto you my experience. Yeah. And you can choose to believe it or not. Like, I don't give a yeah. shit. I mean, that you and I briefly talked about that in the car, that uh, talking about religion and beliefs and faiths. Um, and I think you're totally right. Is just going, it's an experience. It's my experience. That's mine, right? Maybe that's why as a child, I craved extreme experiences because I was amassing a library. I was yes. getting, I was starting to get references. Yes. Like I was not necessarily, and also there's different kinds of fear, like this fear of a ghost mm-hmm. in my backyard as opposed to a fear that my parents are never coming home. 
Yes. Mom and dad went out on a date, left me with a babysitter, and they're never coming back. Yeah. And that was a very different fear. So maybe, I'm just trying to rationalize this now, mm-hmm. my experience with imaginary fear as a child was teaching me coping mechanisms to deal with real fears mm-hmm. in my little kid life. It was you were trying to distract yourself from actual fears. Oh, distract. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like I, I think my number one fear when I was growing up was the, of my mom dying because I was very, very close to my mom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would do that thing, which I didn't know what it was back then. And now I know it is panic and anxiety of having this feeling creep up inside me. And then I start to think of it as a reality. I create a negative story and I consider it my reality. And yeah. I used to drive myself into mad panics. I remember like one time leaving class I think I was in high school and actually like getting down on my hands and knees and praying that my mom would come home um, after work that day because I had just I just wrapped my head around the fact that she was going to die that day. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a that is a real fear. That was almost to the point of a phobia when I was a kid. But sometimes I wonder if I go and saw I went and saw movies like Scream or I know what you did last summer to distract myself from those real very or or what is it when you what is it when like you're scared of rats so they make you go play with a bunch of rats like like to get Mm. comfortable with the Mm. feeling of fear because like I don't think my brain separates like my brain does but my experience my gut Mm -hmm. is like fear is fear is fear is fear like it's not scary going on stage Try to tell my body that. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not going to be something that probably kills me. Yeah. But my adrenaline surge, my rush, everything, I'm experiencing fear. So maybe um, in an attempt to inoculate myself, I craved ex- the experiencing fear that I could control. So when fear I couldn't control came up, I was like, that's ah, going to be yeah. Didn't work. I'm just going to tell you right now, as an almost 50-year-old woman, it didn't work that way. Well, and then let's talk about fears, and which you and I talk about all the time, uh-huh. is like the stuff that I develop into anxiety attacks. I had an anxiety attack last night, and I tried to meditate three times, <gasps> and I was like, this is not working, and I just fell asleep. Um, and those are almost always stories that I have created in my head that I've convinced myself are true and rarely are they true um they just are stories that somehow my body goes this is your comfort zone so sometimes I remind myself that my fears are just stories they are just ghost stories for adults um and that they're not real those ghosts are not real and um, you can get over it. But I wonder where we each develop our adult fears. And my deepest fears are things that actually won't hurt me. Mm. We were discussing this the other day. Mm-hmm. One of my deepest rooted fears is being blamed. Mm-hmm. Everything's broken and it's all your fault. And it incapacitates me. Mm. Um, I was nauseous when I was experiencing this recently mm-hmm. where I was like, I don't know how to fix this. I broke everything. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, what that's so what 
and I think it triggers this weird back to my mom's going to die, the little child mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. I'm not going to get what I need to survive Yeah, because someone will take it. And in this case, it's love or approval or whatever I've associated with being taken care of. But the primal root of it is you don't have what you need to exist. And it's your own damn doing. So die alone and unloved. Have fun. And maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. Like Every the, the fear I have. The all fears yep. are I'm going, to, I'm going to be forgotten. Yeah. Because I'm going to die alone think about, and unloved. Like, things that have been bothering me. And a lot of that is like, I yeah, I'll be alone. I'm not even worried so much about being alone. I like being alone a lot. But I don't want... You know what it is is like I don't want my place on this planet to be useless. I think is what it is. I want to be um, thought of as worthy for being here and making a place for myself. You, I kind of want to be remembered, seen, heard. Yeah, all yeah. those things. Yeah. So, um. Back to being scared about what we were when we were kids. That's what, that was what is funny about the fears that you have as an adult. Because the fears we have as adults are almost always things we've created in our heads. Traumas. Uh, well, programming. Maybe I created them because they are experiences I had that I couldn't handle mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of not being seen, of I was told point blank children are to be seen and not heard. Right. That's a famous uh, thing, right? There was there was no denying mm-hmm. that you don't have to love your father, but you have to respect him. Mm-hmm. Your needs, uh, if they aren't already met, are inconvenient and a problem. Your voice is, I was a tantrum thrower. Mm. I was a, t- because I did not, I was not getting my emotional needs met. And boy, they like stuck me on top of a filing shelf and said we'll come back and get you when you stop crying right they locked me out the front door and left by the or they locked me out the back and left by the front and like drove away i saw the car driving away i was like i'm a ch- i'm five mm-hmm. but and now i realized they were doing the best they could mm-hmm. but all of my fears around i'm not enough i'm not seen i'm not heard i'm mm-hmm. not validated and as a result i will probably die i feel like i when i was growing up I was told a lot to be quiet because I'm a loud, I have just, just in pure timber to my voice. I'm a loud person, but I also, um, want to be heard and always did when I was a kid. And then when I was in high school to escape being bullied, I was loud on purpose so that I would be noticed for that instead of for being overweight. And I feel like stuff now is when I am not heard or overlooked or ignored it that stuff comes back from um my my childhood or uh, you know the days in high school of like me not being heard or being heard for the wrong reasons and so you try to create you have reactions to that and you try to create some sort of control over that when really all you can control is your own brain and your thoughts over that well and even then which is only with practice depends how you've been that's programmed, what, that's right? what, or you program yourself. Yeah, it, it takes practice. If yeah. you, if you, I think this was one of my biggest lessons with fear is overcoming it takes practice, not just a decision. Yeah, you can't just say, or I can't. I will speak for myself. I can't just say this fear doesn't serve me, and so I'd like it to go away. Mm-hmm. 
it serves me on some level because it has a lesson to teach me. So otherwise it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So so I get to learn the lesson. And part of learning the lesson is feeling the fear, being scared. And it it's okay. That's back to that thing I said originally, which is I feel like if I'm ha feeling bad, maybe it was a different podcast. I'm getting them all. They're all <laughs> blending. My, the time in my closet's all confusing me now. It's all blending together. But if I, if I feel bad, then I feel like I've done something wrong. And that's not the truth. If right. I'm scared, it's like I'm not being brave enough or I'm being stupid or I'm being whatever it is that has earned me the right to feel like shit by being scared. And that's not the truth. Fears are just a feeling. And then I'm given when I when I'm sensitive with myself and gentle enough with myself to move through them, I can actually parent myself mm -hmm. like you would a little kid and just go, honey, it's it's OK. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's just the dark. We need the dark. That's where we sleep. Yeah. What if we think of fears as, as you know, something that my husband had sent me this morning about the idea of fears are an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to, like you said, instead of being panicked about it and spiraling, what if you take a look at those fears and go, okay, what actually is this? And not this as in like what the actual action, but the reaction. What is this reaction actually about? Yeah. So what if we look at fears as an opportunity to grow and to be to become better for ourselves? Yeah. You know what they are? They're weights. Mm -hmm. Like if you just move your arm up and down, mm -hmm. you're not going to build a strength in it. But if you have to pick up a weight mm -hmm. and put it down again, you're going to get stronger at carrying it. Fears are our opportunity mm -hmm. to build the muscle of overcoming fear. Yep. Because they ultimately are fear. We have the creation of fear in our body to keep us safe. Yep. And sometimes we think that that's safety is in running away or closing up. But what if it's actually opening up? Yeah, realizing that it's not scary. Yeah. Nice. Well, Jesus Christ. Hey? Yeah. That took a turn, but I kind of like it. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. <laughs> Thank you, Kim Rhodes. <laughs>